0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gelman Report. I'm your host, Ellie Gelman, and in today's episode, we are going to be speaking about some NBA free agents and uh, which teams I think would benefit the most from signing them, and which team would uh, have be the best fit for them. Uh, and with that being said, let's get uh, let's get right into the episode. <laughs> So in today's episode we're going to be speaking about three free agents that I think um uh a three M, three free agents and which teams they should be signed, um, and which teams should sign them before the NBA resumes in Orlando um this coming July. And just before we start, I just wanted to um tell all of you that uh you you probably are here already, but Cam Newton has been signed by the Patriots. They uh, agreed to a deal last night. Um, and the Patriots were one of the teams that I thought should sign Cam Newton. So my prediction was correct. And if you want to hear more about that story, make sure you follow me on Spotify, uh, because the next episode of the government port will be a full breakdown and prediction of a Cam Newton and the Patriots, uh, upcoming season so if you're interested in that make sure to follow me on spotify and stay tuned for that this coming week but um that's for the next episode this episode again is about the free agents so there's been a lot of um there's been a lot of i guess you could say noise around free agents because the nba announced with the um with the nba resuming that um, because of the risk of injury and of COVID nineteen being in the NBA uh, in the bubble in Orlando, uh, teams are allowed to bring an extra two or three players than they were before. Before, on your playoff roster, you were only allowed to have you're only allowed to have fifteen or fourteen players on the roster, and now you're allowed to have seventeen. So that leaves extra spots for free agents. So a lot of teams are now looking into free agents and trying to sign them to help them while they are in Orlando. And for example, just uh, today, the Lakers announced or ESPN announced that the Lakers will be signing J.R. Smith and that the their con, uh, they will be, he will be officially signed uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. So that is um, one of the free agents that people really thought Uh, was going to get signed before uh, the start and he was but this episode we're going to be speaking about three free agents who have not been signed yet but who i believe will be signed when the nba before the nba resumes this coming july so the first player that we are going to be speaking about is my favorite player of all time my favorite player to watch jamal crawford so jamal crawford um he's pretty well known in the nba he's a three-time six man of the year um, has 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 had a very very solid career? Um, arguably the greatest bench player of all time. Like I mentioned, with three, um, with three, uh, six man of the year awards, and uh, just a great overall player. So Jamal Crawford played. Uh, he played last in the 2018-2019 season for the Phoenix Suns, and that season he had a pretty uh, solid. Uh, a pretty solid season um of course off he came off the bench uh, 19 minutes a game and averaging eight points a game so pretty good averages right there uh and so he only had a one year deal with the phoenix suns um so he was a free agent this past off season and i uh, was really hoping that he would be signed and i was thinking that he was going to be signed like like a lot of other people uh, but Sadly, he was not signed. A uh, major reason is that Jamal Crawford is 40 years old, so some teams might look at that. Um, uh, he's a little too old to play, and they don't really want him on his team. They, ma- they might want more young players. Um, but yeah, he, has not been, he was not signed, and he hasn't played a, a game this entire season. But now with the NBA resuming, there's more talk about him being signed, and there's more um, news about him. Uh, So the team that I think would benefit the most from signing Jamal Crawford would be the Milwaukee Bucks. So the Bucks, they are the first team in the East uh, when the NBA uh, was postponed, and they had the best record in the NBA when it was postponed. So they uh, statistically are the best team in the NBA, um, but they do not have the best odds to win the NBA Uh, the NBA championship they are second behind the Lakers the team that I chose to win the NBA championship and I think that the reason that there are are, um, I think there's multiple reasons but the main reason that I have why they won't win the championship and maybe other people have is that um, aside from Chris Middleton the all-star their all-star guard they have in Milwaukee there's no one on that team that can create their own shot what I mean by that is Let's say Chris Middleton is on the bench. Um, he's on the bench, and there's no one on that team uh, that can really create their own shot off the dribble um, and can be that go-to bucket getter, saying the coach can say, okay, give the ball to whatever, give the ball to uh, Giannis and score of course Giannis is very very good but he can't really he doesn't he doesn't have the handle to create his own shot and he doesn't have the shooting skills to really create his own shot like Chris Middleton does and when it comes into playoff time you really need to have someone like that because uh, the defense gets tougher come playoff time and you need to have someone that can create their own shot and not just depend on other players to create for you so I think Jamal Crawford can uh, fill in for that bench type of player that can create their own shot. Um, yeah, he, uh, he's been doing that his entire career. He's one of the best shot creators, um, I think, ever. Has a great handle, very, very good three-point shooter, very, very good in the inside. Um, and so, yeah, he can, uh, he can be that missing piece that the Bucks need to go to the extra step to win the NBA championship and uh, aside from that Jamal Crawford I think brings um some other things one thing that he brings is um he brings a lot of experience and, uh, and he could be a mentor for those young guys the bucks team is one of the youngest well i don't want to say youngest but the core players on the team are one of the youngest especially the guards they have there Chris Middleton uh Dante Givincenzo, um Eric Bledsoe they they might they're not necessarily young but they're, they don't have a lot of experience come playoff time. And so Jamal Crawford can um, can be a mentor for them and can bring that playoff experience that the Bucks are missing, which it might not sound so important, but uh, again, come playoff time, you need to have experience. I spoke about that in my... Uh, in my first episode that um, you need to have experience and depth on your team. And Jamal Crawford can bring both depth with his uh, scoring ability and he could bring mentorship and experience because he's been in the league for 15-some years. And so while I was researching Jamal Crawford and everything that I've been saying, I've been seeing a lot of uh, reports saying, Teams don't really want to sign him, of course, because he's too old. But I spoke about how that can be an advantage because uh, of the experience. But another reason is that he cannot really play defense. So my response to that, of course, well, first I'm going to speak about that's true. Jamal Crawford has not been known for his great defense, especially um, recently when he's beginning older in age. He can't play as well defense as he was um, as before. But the Bucks are. Our top 5 defensive team and especially their guards are great defensively. Eric Bledsoe, Dante Ivantanzo and George Hill, the three star guards they have there can um, are some of the best defensive guards in the NBA. And let's to and if we were to say that Jamal Crawford was signed and he by the Bucks and he was to be implemented into the lineup, Mike Budenholzer, the coach of the uh the Bucks who is a who is a coach of the year candidate and has won coach of the year before, he would be able to make lineups and um, rotations that would benefit uh, Jamal Crawford. Is not re- I don't think you want. I don't think it's the word is necessarily benefit, but would kind of equal out Jamal Crawford's um, weakness and his uh, his defense, which is his weakness. Um, and not just the guards; they have Giannis and they have um, Brooke Lopez, who are Giannis. Of course, is a defense player of the year candidate, but Brooke Lopez, who is a very underrated defender. Um and also Chris Milton, another underrated defender. So um, I think that of course, uh, you need to have uh, you need to be able to play defense, but if your team is so good defensively, you can have two or three players that might not play such such good defense. So, um, yeah, Jamal Crawford, I think, would be a great fit for the Bucs, bringing experience, bringing that uh, scoring ability off the bench that the Bucs are missing. And I think uh, if the Bucks, the Bucs, I think, definitely have a team uh, that can make the championship and maybe even win. But I think that Jamal Crawford is that missing piece. And if they want to win, they need to sign him. Um, and so the second player, we're going to go on the next player now. The second player that we're going to be speaking about here is Gerald Green. Gerald uh, Green, actually, similar to um, Jamal Crawford, is one of my um, favorite player of all time. But I love, uh, he as I'm going to uh, talk about, he was on the Rockets last season. And I'm a Rockets fan, and I always uh, like to watch him. He's very explosive, a great three-point shooter. And so, um, yeah. And so, Gerald Green, before we start talking about him, um, the Gerald Green, I think... Um, I, he's going to be signed to the team, I'm going to tell you right now, only as kind of a replacement for a player they're missing. You'll see when I explain. Um, so yeah, Gerald Green is a, a guard slash uh, small forward, and he last played for the Houston Rockets in the 2018-2019 season. So off the bench, he um, Gerald Green averaged nine points a game while shooting a, a, a pretty good 35% uh, from the three-point line. And um, this past season... He was traded to the Nuggets uh, as part of the four-team trade that headlined Clint Capella. Clint Capella went to the Hawks, and the Rockets got Robert Covington. The the Rockets were transferring to a small-ball lineup. And so, yeah, they shipped uh, Gerald Green to the Nuggets, and right away the Nuggets uh, released him. They didn't really want anything to do with him, and he's been a free agent ever since. And so the team that I think should sign... um, uh, the team that I think should sign Gerald Green um, is the Indiana Pacers. So um, in the middle of the season, uh, before the NBA was the before the season was postponed. Um, excuse me, um, Indiana Pacers um, forward slash guard uh, Jeremy Lamb. Um, he tore his Achilles, and um, he they announced that he's going to be out for the season. He of course he's not going to be joining them in Orlando. So the Pacers are missing. Um, that guard slash uh, athletic forward um, that Jeremy Lamb brought to the team. And so I think, as I mentioned before, uh, Gerald Green can fit in that spot. They are very similar uh, player builds and they have very similar skill. They're both very athletic wings. Um, They both uh, shoot around the same percentage from three, uh, both around 35%. uh, Jeremy Lamb a little bit better. Uh, They both are pretty good ball handlers, and uh, they both can play defense. And so, um, yeah, I think if the Pacers think that they have a roster that is going to be able to compete in the East and make the finals and maybe even win the finals, then I think Gerald Green is a piece that they need if they, if they want to win. I personally believe that the Pacers have no chance in the East. I think they are the sixth best team in the East behind the Bucks Raptors. Um, oh no! The fifth best team in the East, but uh, behind the Buck, the RAP, the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, and the 76ers. I don't think they could beat any of those teams, even if they sign Gerald Green. Gerald Green is not this um, end all player that is like Michael Jordan. He's not gonna make your team so so better. He's a solid role player that, of course, will help you win games, but it won't help. Uh, I believe it won't uh, bring the Pacers to the promised land, and they um, they definitely have no chance um, to win a championship. That's just my opinion. But if the Pacers think different and they, um, and they think that they can make a run for it, um, and, uh, but if they, if they're going to make a run for it, if they think that, then they're going to have to sign uh, an extra wing uh, to take Jeremy Lamb's place. And I think Gerald Green can fit that spot perfectly because of, uh, the similar play style and similar skill set that each of these individual players have and so the last player that we're going to be speaking about is DeMarcus Cousins and similar to Gerald Green the team that I am the team that I think he's going to be on is uh, not solely based but is partly based because of uh, that team is missing a player that plays very similar to DeMarcus Cousins just like the Pacers are missing Jeremy Lamb and I think Gerald Green would fill in for that place, so he should be signed by the Pacers so uh, the team that I think should sign DeMarcus Cousins is the san antonio spurs uh so demarcus cousins of course is a center um who last played with the warriors in the 2018-2019 season Um, and he made a he was a pretty big x-factor in the playoffs and especially in the finals averaging 14 points a game and six rebounds which definitely um, helped the warriors a lot Against the Raptors, but uh, of course um, they still lost to the Raptors in six. But he still uh, made a big, big difference for them, and so because of his uh, very, very solid um, finals performance, he was signed in free agency by the Lakers. But in the off season, he did tear his ACL, um, and they announced he would be out for the season. Um, and so he, he didn't play any games on the Lakers but the Lakers finally on February 23rd they released him to sign Mark Keith Morris and ever since then he's been a free agent and again I think the team that should sign him uh, for the playoffs uh, in coming uh, in Orlando is, um, is the San Antonio Spurs so um again I think he can I think they should sign him because they are missing a player in this uh, this coming um, season in Orlando their stars their starting center and all-star center Lamarcus Aldridge uh, while the NBA was um, in its kind of hiatus um, before they announced that it was coming back um, he had sold he had shoulder uh, in, uh, surgery and they announced that he would be out for the rest of the season and he would not be joining them in Orlando and so I think that DeMarcus Cousins can fit that starting center spot Perfectly, um, for a few reasons. One, um, it's very it's known in the NBA for DeMarcus Cousins to be very difficult to work with. Um, he's very um, like, uh, I guess you could say, cocky, very, very, very prideful, and so if he were to be signed, let's say by like, let's say by the Bucks or. Um, by the Lakers, um, like he wouldn't necessarily start on that team. And I don't think DeMarcus Cousins wants to sign with a team that he doesn't start. And so the Spurs are a team that have a spot available for him to start. And that's one reason why um, they should sign him and why he should go to the Spurs. And the other reason is that the spot that he would be filling in for in the starting center spot in LaMarcus Aldridge, he's very similar to him uh player build and play style very similar to jeremy land and gerald green comparison that i made um demarcus cousins and marcus Aldridge are very similar in play style and and body build i guess you could say um yeah they're both non-athletic centers um who can shoot the ball and um which is exactly what the spurs i guess are looking for because if they're missing Aldridge, they want someone that can easily be uh, fit into that offense, and that is the third reason why the Spurs should sign him is because, again, I keep saying that they're so similar, but they are they're so extremely similar that if Demarcus Cousins were to be signed, uh, then he wouldn't, then the Spurs would be uh, the the Spurs would be able to easily implement. DeMarcus Cousins into the offense and into the plays and all that stuff and DeMarcus Cousins would have an easy time um, getting used to his new team and that would um, just speed up the process more and that would help the team win more games faster and all that stuff that you need in the playoffs and I think again uh, just he'd be a great fit all around I think he'd be a great pick and roll partner with DeMar DeRozan uh, similar to how LaMarcus Aldridge is Um, but again similar to the Pacers I don't see the Spurs going far in uh, the playoffs, or I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs, but especially in the very, very tight West uh, Western Conference. But if the Spurs' uh, front office believes that they have a chance to win the championship, uh, then they're going to need a starting center similar to LaMarcus Aldridge, and Marcus Cousins can be that guy. He could be the perfect fit uh, for them to take the extra step into the playoffs and into the championship. Uh, uh so yeah uh demarcus cousins the last player that we're going over um and with that we're going to end the episode here uh just before we end again i'm reminding all of you uh that if you want to hear more about the cam newton uh signing and the patriots and all of that good stuff make sure to follow me on spotify so you get um so you know when the next so you know when the next episode is coming out um and so, yeah, this is. Uh, thank you for listening so much. This um, is the sixth episode of the Gelman Report, and the next episode will be later this week, and it will be about Cam Newton and him signing with the Patriots. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.